Welcome to the City Reach Baptist podcast. If you would like more information about the life of our church, please go to our website at cityreach.com.au or like us on Facebook. We hope you enjoy this message. Hi, my name is Vincent. And what's your name? Perhaps you can all yell to me. My name is Vincent and your name is? That's great. Nice to meet you. Now, I just want to know a little bit more about you as well. Now, may I ask people who are under 35? I was told that this is a young adult worship. So, people under 35, can you put up your hand? Oh, that's good. (laughs) I'm just showing how to do it. All right, that's great. Now, another question I want to ask you, how many of you, the birthdays is felt between January and August? Put up your hands. That's great. You can put your hands up. Now, uh, keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. Your birthday is between January and uh, August. Can you turn around and see how many people there are in here that's with, with that birthday? Now, I'm not going to give you a birthday gift. You have passed. So. But I'm just going to show you a statistics that uh, this morning I've just looked through Google. The number of young men struggling with pornography under 35. 60 to 70 of the men are struggling with pornography. And just now, if your birthday is from January to August, it's just the pick, about 70% of the population. So when you look around, this is how serious this problem is. This problem not only um, affects the creepy old man, but it affects great ministers. We see a lot of great preachers who are affected by it. We affect many, many people. Two months ago, how many of you like to read, uh, watch the news? Right. Can you remember this story? It was coined the rescue that captivated the world. It was about 12 young people from age 11 to 16. In the spirit of curiosity, in the spirit of risk-taking, they tried to climb into what we call the notorious now, the notorious Thai caves called the Thai Luan cave system. The caves was very steep, very slippery, and some of the boys say, we've done it before. There's no risk. We've done it before. And little did they know that it was the monsoon season. And the rain came and they were trapped. They were trapped and they were there for 18 long days. Without food and without any water. Today, many young people in the spirit of adventure and risk-taking, they want to look, they, they look at the tablet and there's some thing funny on the tablet that came or someone informed them of a website they just want to explore and little do they know i've tried it there's no problem little do they know they're hooked in pornography and little do they know that how difficult it is almost impossible and they're trapped in this um, situation today we're going to look at this problem I was given the title to preach earlier on. Is, is porn a useful resource for those who are missing on sex? 
I'm not going to answer you with this question, but uh, Jesus has answered questions for us. Jesus said in his own word, but if I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has committed adultery with her in his heart. So Jesus did not approve pornography at all. He's very strict. He said, if you look, even look at a woman lustfully, you've already committed adultery with her. So I've changed the title of what I'm going to preach today. The title is, How We as Christians, How We Can Stay Away from Sexual Temptation. The Bible has many things to say. The Bible has the answers for all the difficulty, difficulties we have on earth. Let's read in Proverbs how God has helped us to solve this problem. After the five verses, it continues. I'll just read it. At the window of my house, I looked down through the letters. I saw among a simple, I noticed among a young man, a youth who had no sense. It continues. He was going down the street near her corner, walking along in the direction of her house. At twilight, as the day was fading, as the dark of the night set in, then came a woman who meets him, dressed like a prostitute and with crafty intent. Now, before I go on, I'm going to give you a test. Now, this test is guess the movie. So you'll say, some of you around my age will say, oh, I don't watch a lot of movies nowadays. Now, this is an old movie, but all of you should have uh, heard of the theme of that song, the theme song. So we're going to play it for about a minute, and then you're going to tell me what that movie is. It's not about their hugging together. Can I just stop, the, uh, stop that for a second? Now, any takers? What's that movie? Rocky. Rocky, yes. Rocky, but which, which movie? We have six Rockies. Which, which Rocky is this? Two. Two? No. There's a three there. That's right. That's right. It's Rocky Three. Now, the theme of that movie is about Rocky Balboa. He became the world champion after beating... Apollo Creek. How many of you watched the movie Creek? Now, Creek is uh, Apollo's son. So, Creek is his son. Now, he beat, have beaten him, and for 10 years, he have defended his title. Rocky beat everyone. But he picked a lesser opponent. So, one of the challengers, his name is Mr. T, his length. You know Mr. T from A-Team? Yeah, yeah. 
You can see that I'm a movie buff of the T-shirt I wear. Is that who, who, who wear this T-shirt? No, you don't know. Captain America. That's right. So you know that I'm a movie buff. Now, Lang actually challenged Rocky and said, "You are a disgrace to our to our sports because you pick lesser uh, opponent and you beat them." So. In front of everyone, he challenged him, and Rocky accepted it. Later, did he know that his coach was very worried? He said, "You can't beat this guy." He said, "Why? I'm the world champion." He said, "No, he's the real deal. You have lost the eye of the tiger. You have become civilized. You're not as strong as before." And Rocky didn't believe him, so he fought, and he didn't even last three rounds. Now in the Bible, there was another mighty warrior that have been undefeated in everything that he did, and his name was King David. King David, you remember King David? He was one that killed Goliath, and whatever war he went into with the Philistines, he won. According to the Bible, in a time of springs, when the king was supposed to Go out to war. King David rested, and he slept until evening. I'm sure none of you will sleep in the evening because you're all strong、uh, Christian. But David did. David, when he woke out, what did he what did he see? He saw a woman bathing. It was a beautiful woman. The Bible said he didn't stop there. He invited the woman to have a tea party, and it's a very vigorous tea party. And、uh, things went out of hand. And Bathsheba have sons, have David's son, and to cover his tracks, he actually killed、uh, Bathsheba's husband Uriah. And the things got worse to worse. He lied. He 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 connived, and God is cannot bear with that. So he sent Prophet Nathan to said to David, "Because of your sin, there will be wars in your king in your family. Your kingdom will be split, and will cast off your kingdom." Rocky, King David, and even some of us. In the midst of a formidable、uh, opponent, he become too casual. They thought they can win. I am the mighty king. I am the mighty Rocky. I am the mighty Christian. I'm the mighty minister, the worship leader. I cannot fail. Sometimes things do come our way. Uh, Charles Spurgeon once said, "You cannot stop temptation that comes to you. To,、uh, you cannot stop a bird fly over your head, but you can stop a bird build a nest on top of your head." A lot of times, things do come our way, and the fleeting moment where temptation comes. But the Bible tells us very strongly that, but among you, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality. The Bible is very strong. Not even a hint. Then you say, Vincent, that's too tough, isn't it? You're going to ask 
a question. You say, is sexual desire, because I was built to be a man, is sexual desire something dirty or is it a gift from God? The wisest man on earth, and it's not Timon, it's King Solomon. He once said, there are three things too wonderful for me, four things I cannot understand. Now, for Solomon, who knew everything in the world, for him not to understand and to comprehend is marvelous. The first thing he said is, the, uh, the way of an eagle in the sky. Now, how many of you study science in here? Science, any science students in that field? Now, if you study science, the aerodynamic, without fuel, for an animal to fly up to thousands of meters above the sky is almost impossible. How can we fly that high with just our muscle, without fuel? And King Solomon saw that this, wow, how can this be? But the last thing that really, um, usually with the Hebrew language, the last thing is the most wonderful thing that he, he saw. And he said, away a man with a young woman. In the context of that, it's when a man meets a woman. Now, it's not a man meeting a man. God created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. When God created marriage, and when man meets a woman, now, you know that men are from Mars and women from Venus. For them to meet, it's very hard. When we were young, uh, when we are uh, 11, 12 year old, we hate the girls, isn't it? They have the girl bug. I don't like playing with them. But somehow, for some reason, when we come to a certain age, we tend to like a person of the awful sex. And when they meet together, we actually produce an offspring that look like us. How wonderful it is. And when the family comes together, then more people and a nation become in place. Civilization comes. And that's how God has populated the earth. And that's how marvelous this is. It is a gift from God. Sex is a gift from God. A wise man said, sex is like fire in a fireplace. It will keep you warm if it's in the right place, but outside of the fireplace, it will burn us so we can be burned. And that's how powerful but how safe we have to be about fire. In this Nation, we know the danger of, of fire, isn't it? We're always in a state of high um, alert when summer comes. In the same way, Christians, we need to be in high alert. We should not be casual. We need to be very cautious. The Bible tells us, free from sexual immorality, all other sins a person commits are outside of the body, but Whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. The Bible differentiates two categories. One is you sin with, um, with, sin, with sex and sin without sex. And Paul, by the Holy Spirit, he said, this kind of sin is different. It is serious. However, 
Christians in this country are affected by how the world thinks. Now, that's how uh, Aussie Brooke would think about what sex is. They think that for some minus mechanical pathways of chemistry, life becomes non-life. Uh, non-life becomes life. And from a sexual, for some reason, marvelous reason, um, sexuality comes. And for Christians, that you want to put morality into sex is totally useless. You guys are bigot and you are stupid and it's not fair. Wrong. I'm going to ask them a question. The last few weeks, the church are in the bad books of the public because the Catholic Church have covered up um, uh, sexual sins among the church. And we all in the body of Christ should pray for them as well. People, children in the young age, when they're inappropriately touched, affects not just one year, two years, but deep into the 70s, 80s, and until they die. Now, some of you may not know I'm a physiotherapist. Now, I treat footy players every day. Some footy players are knocked with teeth, uh, punched out, and broken legs. They do recover very quickly. And they back me, Vincent, when I go back to play footy again. And they said, oh, there's no worries, I can go back. But sexual sin, according to the Bible, is totally different kettle of fish. It affects your whole life. It is serious. So what should we do about it? Now, you know that I'm a, a movie buff. And how many of you have watched Infinity War? Yeah, you have. That's great. And one of the characters, when something dangerous is going to happen, his hair will stand up. Who would that be? Spider-Man. That's right. When Thanos' team tried to attack the Earth, Spider-Man's hair starts standing up because they know the attack is imminent. As Christians, when we see something a little bit naughty, a little bit uncommon, when you're with a woman in the same room with door closed, you flee immediately. If you see something that is not right, you turn away and, and run, because that's what the Bible tells us. In the first few verses we've talked about, there's a young man who is senseless, who say, I can cope with that. That is totally wrong because it's going to fail. The Bible tells us we should not be casual, we should be cautioned. Let's continue with the Bible verses. I've dropped a few uh, Bible verses. It says the woman with praiseful words, she led him astray. She seduced him with a smooth talk. All at once he followed her like an ox going to be slaughtered. I just jumped a few verses. In verse 26, many are the victims she has brought down. Her slain are mighty form. Her house is a highway to the grave, leading down to the chambers of death. It is serious. That woman said to him, my husband is not home, and the bed linen is fresh from Egypt. It is very nice in my home. Nobody will know. That's what pornography will tell you. You can delete your history. You can do whatever you want. Nobody can know. It's only in your mobile phone. Nobody, who would know? Who would check your phone? But 
mighty men with four. It's like an ox led to the slaughter. It is the grave that pornography will bring us to. It's a high way to hell. Another song, ACDC. <laughs> now, to understand that, I'm going to just talk about the brain chemistry in our brain when uh, a normal uh, sexual activity uh, occur. God has produced in our body so that men and women are glued together for life. Otherwise, men and women, it's just too different. But sex is one of the glue that glue us together. When a normal sex activity occurs, the body will produce dopamine. Dopamine is something that we can uh, find um, in the pleasure center of our brain. It is also triggered when we drink, and people who are drug addicts will have the dopamine kick as well. After the dopamine kicks in, we have the adrenaline of our body, so we're ready to flight or fight. We're ready. And then the body produces what's called oxytocin. And any doctors here? Any? All right, medical people. Oxytocin is a um, chemical that in our brain, the nickname of it is called the cuddle hormone. So we want warm and fuzzy, we want to cuddle that person. We bond the person. And then serotonin would kick in. Serotonin is a chemical in our brain that helps us to relax. And then endorphins will kick in, which is another pleasure center, a pressure hormone that makes us feel happy. Now, when people watch pornography, they have shortcut the whole process. Dopamine will kick in and we feel excited about it. But what happens is, there's no one. So the oxytocin, instead of bonding to a person, we bond with a pornographic material. And because it's something missing, the body wants to have the, what we call the sensitization of the body. You want more, more frequent, more novel, more perverted, more violent, to have the same kick that you have. And what happened is, the, anything that you um, have pleasure, you have dopamine. Like, you enjoy the sunshine, you enjoy the music, you enjoy the food. Because dopamine is produced in such high intensity that the body has depleted all the dopamine in your body. So what happened is, people who are in pornography for a long period of time, they're depleted of dopamine. So they don't feel happy about anything at all. They're depressed, they have low motivation, and their concentration has problems, and they have very low social anxiety. And also, their sex function is affected. They have erectile dysfunction as well. The body, the Bible is correct when it says that it leads people to the grave. It's like the, the Thai boys. The further they go, the further away from the exit. In fact, the boys have traveled four kilometers out of the cave from the entrance. Four kilometers. And that's how far a lot of men today have tried to get out, but they can't, and stay further and further away. So what should we do about it? It's a highway to the grave. 
Now, in Australia, we have many highways. In fact, if you go down up to the hill, there's a lot of curve that comes up. In order to stop us from getting out of the highway and into the cliff, we built guardrails on the right-hand side. Guardrails are important because when we hit something, uh, we continue to hit boom, 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 and we get out of that place. Have you ever experienced before? You try to get out of the, the lane, and then you, you start hearing bum 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 sound before you hit the guardrail. We need to set some guardrails in our life. The Bible tells us that another righteous man, that even God himself said he's the most righteous man on earth. His name is Job. And Job has set some guardrails on himself. He said, I've made a covenant with my eyes not to look with lust at a young woman. So we need to, like Job, set some guardrails in our life. Whenever we saw something coming, um, pornography, or even a sister who dressed very sexily, we should turn away and not look at it. Now, sorry about sisters. Men are wired very differently from uh, women. There's a research in Harvard, which is done many years ago, and they have uh, employed a uh, male to sit down, they wire him up, and on the PowerPoint, they display uh, naked models. And as you can imagine, the reading of the brainwave goes higher and higher. It's more and more, more excited as they have more and more photos. The same experiment was done on women. Woman was wired, and a male model, a naked male model, was uh, on the PowerPoint. And when it's uh, look at the brainwave of woman, it goes flat, down, and some even have to walk out, and some even vomited. It was just too perverted with this kind of thing. I, I can't bear it anymore. So women are excited with touch, with uh, with encouragement. So women need to guide the, the, those kind of feelings as well. When you appreciate it, you may need to be careful. With men, we need to guard our eyes. That's the first guard. The second guard, guardrail we need to put in is when David, when he knew that he had committed sin, he said, when I have hidden sin in my heart, my bones will groan. When I acknowledge my sin to Lord, I do not, I do not cover my iniquity. I said, I confess my uh, transgression to you, Lord, and you forgive my iniquity of my sin. King David knew that if he kept his sin in his heart, his bones will groan, he will get weaker. How many times, Christian brothers and sisters, that when we kept sin in our heart, and we say, oh, nobody knows about it, I'm going to keep quiet, it's going to hurt us spiritually. Many times, even in my own life, I've, that's, that's no big deal, but that has been bugging me, and my spiritual life cannot grow. We need to have the habit of confession of sins to one another and to God. And that's one of our guardrails. We cannot hide, you cannot hide anything from God. We are transparent in God's eyes. And the third guardrail we need to install in order not to go to the grave is accountability on prone addiction. 
Now, many research have shown in a family, focus on the family, that for some a, a prawn addict, it's almost impossible to one person to get out by himself. It's like the Thai boys, he can't get out by himself. It's just too far, too dangerous, it's just impossible. And uh, they said community have a big part to play. So if you're not in a real life group, you ought to be. <laughs> there are three groups of people we need to have community with. First, our family. If you are married, if you have a problem, even though it's hard, you need to know your spouse, know about it, so you can do something about it. If you are still in a family, you tell your dad and mom you don't want your, your computer in your own room, you want to put it somewhere safe. You help, them, you help them to make you accountable. The second group is the church group. The church group will help you with training like this, and uh, Pastor Timon, Pastor Kao, and myself will do everything we can to help you with, with this problem. And the third group is you may need to know one or two brothers or sisters in your same own sex, they will be the best, that you have this struggle. You need to tell them, you make accountable to them. A lot of times we believe that living, a purity, living in purity is a solo race, but it's not. It's like any great team, any great athlete. They have coaches, they have teammates, they have psychologists, they help them to, uh, to go through. And we need community. We need support, we need encouragement. And one thing very important about community, community help us to be sacrificial. People who come today 4.30 to practice for you, it's self-sacrificial. When people look at porn, it's actually building the self-gratification. They use people to satisfy themselves. So you need to build this self-sacrifice spirit in your life so you're going to serve one another and you need each other's help. So brother and sister, we need to set those guardrails in our life. We need to make a confidence with ourselves. We need to confidence with God, with uh, confessing our sins, and thirdly, we need to have a team of people around us to protect us from this problem. Yeah. Now, let's look at the verses we have seen, uh, we have heard earlier by Leslie. The first five verses. At the first glance, you're saying, Vincent, you're telling me the Bible again. The Bible, the Bible again. I know it, but... In close examination of these verses, we'll go through that later on, um, we know that there's not just a casual reading of the Bible. For most men, the third way to um, stop, stay out of skeptical temptation is we need to use God's way and not our way. Our way is like King David, like Rocky, like the boys, they all say, I can do it. I'm strong. I may not be as strong as Pastor Cal, but I'm strong. I'm a strong Christian. I've been a Christian. I live in a Christian family. I know everything about the Bible. I can do it. But the Bible tells us very quickly that in 1 Corinthians 6, 18, we need to flee. We need to run like a coward. If there's one time we become a coward, this is the time. When the sexual temptation comes, we need to run. Look at uh, 
Joseph, he didn't fight, he didn't argue, he flee. And many, many times in the Bible to tell us to flee from sexual immorality. Now, that's the million-dollar question that uh, the psalmist asks. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? The Bible strictly says, by living according to your word. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. In Infinity War, there was, um, we're, we're almost at the end, you know that something weird has happened. Because Doctor Strange, in order, you have to be, if you don't watch, watch Infinity uh, <laughs> War, Doctor Strange, he said to uh, uh, Tony Spark, the Iron Man, he said to him, I'm, my whole mission is to protect this time stone. I will let any of you die, but my main goal is to protect it. But when Thanos was killing the Iron Man, you remember that scene? Um, Doctor Strange said, stop, I'll give you the time stone. And how many of you know, know that scene? Yep, that's right. And why, was it, why do you do it? He said he would not care about anyone's life. But if you look, go back a little bit further, Doctor Strange has looked into the future how many times? He has looked at the possibility of beating Thanos in the future. How many times? 14 million, 600, and five times into the future. I have, to get, I have to get the statistics right. I'm preaching the Word of God, so I have to be correct. He have do so many times and said there's only one way, and one way alone that Thanos, uh, uh, Thanos can be beaten. And if you put two to two together, the death of Thanos must be through Iron Man. Is that right? Yes. yes. So in the same way, do you believe that Jesus or God is wiser than Doctor Strange? You believe that? Yeah. And he said there's only one way. There's no other way, 14,605 times, no way that any of you are strong enough to, beat, to be pure by yourself. He said only one way. The way is living according to your word. And not only that, if we go back to that verse, he said, you, my son, you have to keep my word, store my commands within you. Now, I'm not sure about you. How many of you are students? If you're students, when you go to a lecture, you just don't just listen and, and that's it. You take notes and you record it. You listen over and over and over again and find out anything that you don't miss. You do research. And for Christians, we don't do that. And how many of you um, play sports? Do you know that if you're a professional basketballer, every day you have to touch the basketball? Is that right? If you, you have to do the between the legs, behind back. You have to do step back. You have to do all those drills so that you know the feeling of the Bible. And how many of you play um, a musical instrument here? If you play a musical instrument, if you're a professional pianist, for example, you practice every day. I studied at NYU, New York University, before my master's degree in physio. And my friends who... Uh, who study music in New York, they practice eight hours a day. 
to, in order to go to the Kennedy Hall. And that's how people are serious about their trade. But Christians, a lot of us, we don't even know the Bible. We don't even know the first five books of the Bible. And we don't even put anything in our heart. Come this way, and it comes out that way. And uh, to go to a preaching is a time where you can sleep and rest. What kind of attitude are we going to defeat this formidable opponent? We can't. We have to store it in our heart. We need to guide God's teaching as the apples of our eyes. We need to guard it. And we need to bind it in our fingers, write it in a tablet of our heart, use our heart to trust the Bible. Now, brothers and sisters, it is serious. How does Jesus defeat Satan when he was tempted? He used the Word of God. We need to keep it in my heart. We need to keep it in your heart. Everyone needs to study the Bible. If you don't study the Bible daily, you're not normal. You're not a normal Christian. Normal Christians study the Bible. And you should study by heart. You need to write everything down. You need to journal. You need to know exactly what God is saying to you so that you can change. The Bible tells us we need to transform by the renewal of our mind, Romans 12.2. We cannot just sit there and try to do it ourselves. Today, brothers and sisters, we've talked about the young man is too casual about pornography or sex. We need to be cautioned, not casual. If we continue to do that, it leads us to the grave. We need to set guardrails for it. And the third thing, we need to use God's Word, not our way, because we're doomed to fail. You say, Vincent, it may be just too hard. I've crossed the line. I've gone too far. I'm like the Thai boys who've gone up the four kilometers. What should I do? The good news is, today, all the boys are rescued. Praise God for it. All the boys are rescued, but 10,000 people are employed. Over 2,000 soldiers, 100 different international agencies help help, and over 100 divers have to go in and to help the boys to get out. But the sad news of it all is there was a diver who was killed. Remember that? A SEAL member who was killed. In saving us, Pastor Carl, Pastor Timon, myself, and all the elders and your brothers and sisters here want to rescue you with this. And our Lord Jesus Christ is the one who died on the cross for our sin. It's not just words. Words, it's easy, I can preach it. But Jesus endured the shame. He walked all the way of Calvary. He nailed, he let himself nail on the cross to die for you so that your sin can be forgiven. The Bible tells in 1 John 1, 9, it says, God is faithful and just. If you confess our sins, God, you will cleanse you from all unrighteousness, including your sexual sin today. Amen. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, as the worship team comes up, let's all sing. And in your heart, 
If you can't confess it in front of God with this opponent, like Rocky, have to train with Apollo Creek really hard to beat it. You need to do the hard yard. You need to help of all the brothers and sisters in here. And we need to have the blood of Jesus to wash us clean again. And when we sing this song, you feel that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Um, I want you to put your hands up. It may be a drastic step for you. But perhaps we all stand up with our eyes closed and just let the worship team sing this song for us.